0: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast, I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Gordon Parts to discuss all the latest at Parkhead. On the pod today, we'll look back at last week's 0-0 draw against St Myrne, wasn't the best performance in Celtic, we'll analyse that today as well as look forward to the Europa League game against Rosenberg and we we'll also deep dive on Olivier and Cham, his performance and Philip Binkovich. How are you doing today Partsley?
1: Feeling good, yourself Graham?
0: Yeah, not too bad at all, so Celtic St Munn a game Celtic last year struggled to win a lot of games consecutively big win against Rangers before the international break they weren't great were they?
1: No they weren't great I just think that from start to finish the way they start it sets a tone for the entire game for me I love in Cham typified the kind of um, you know there's a game obviously his performance lacked discipline clearly you know I think it was you have to appreciate he's still a young player and I think you forget given the quality he has he has these moments where the the youthfulness comes through and the petulance and I think it was a great example of that but I just thought the the whole tempo was set it was flat The lack of passing with purpose Um, You're playing three at the back Against effectively one St Mernan striker Danny Mullen. Benny Rogers didn't change it quickly enough I think there was a kind of um, Acceptance within Celtic That they would turn up and roll St Mernan over Given St Mernan's recent problems And didn't expect the defiance that St Mernan showed It was a game where You've got one team determined not to lose And another team that didn't have the craft to break them down
0: That's a fair point I think one thing that's came out of the game from supporters, pundits Like Celtic We're getting maybe At that point now Where We could be here next month Talking about a game Didn't go their way Team new manager Before Brendan or just First maybe 18 months Didn't matter The circumstances Celtic were winning games Scoring goals uh, It's not been happening recently Is there anything you When you're watching the game Ex-pro like yourself Is there a You can pinpoint They're not doing Are they making the right runs Are they Taking chances There really is a lack of goals Especially away from home in the last six months
1: There's a real lack of everything's too eh, deliberate I think they play too much in front of teams I don't think they've got enough gale. Tom Rodgers the one guy that's the exception to the role for that and when he doesn't fire the team certainly doesn't the lack of goals is indicative of a lack of freedom to go and play just to trust players to go and show a wee bit of licence to throw and I just think this is a Celtic team that doesn't have that just now I think clearly they haven't recruited a special player that will go and do the different, be that kind of boxer tricks that we incite somebody that can go and really um, pick holes in teams. I don't think they've got that kind of player of that calibre. It's difficult when you're playing against an 11-man defence, but Celtic, with so much possession, just did not eliminate enough St. Murm players, didn't really have a dynamic edge, and when they're as flat as that and they couldn't lift it, the draw was inevitable.
0: One other thing that got noted during the week with Celtic, this is uh, the least amount of goals have scored since uh, the early 90s to start the season Dembele's gone as we know that's for some old news we've moved on but uh, do you think there's an argument with me with Edward he's, he's best on the left, Griffiths isn't quite firing do you think this is something that we can expect to see as the season goes on or will Rodgers find the answers suddenly the goals start flowing again
1: Well, he seems loath to play two up he seems loath to get a striking partner in alongside Edward Edward's not a natural number 9 Lee Griffiths just goes on the park and you can see that hunger to score. I think he needs to play. I think he needs to play consistently. I think he's the the best goal-scoring threat that Celtic have. He's certainly the most instinctive finisher at the club. And Rodgers wants to persevere with a system which is a pragmatic one for a team at Celtic that overwhelmingly dominant. I think they can sacrifice that defensive element that they've got. They can change their structure to try and free up a midfield that is going—I know that McGregor does that. He does get forward, but there's a kind of rigid element, and there's too much passing it to the side. It's going from one side to the other. It allows a, I, you've, got, you've got the banks of defense. You've got a midfield defense that's been put up. It allows them to regroup constantly, and as long as they're matching up, Celtic will not be able to pick a hole because it's not done quickly enough. It's too one-dimensional. And I think you can talk about a lack of goals, but you're going to get that if there's a lack of incision. And I think it's that kind of brain, that midfield craft, that number 10 player to go and do, and do something different. And it's been a massive, a massive uh, miss for Celtic.
0: Philip yeah. Benkovic made his debut. Uh, £12 million player, not Celtic's player, Leicester's player. Uh, a lot of experts in Croatia really rate this guy. What did you think? On Friday against the
1: difficult to assess him. I thought he looked apart. He's definitely a big unit. It um, covers the ground well.
0: You like the three at the back?
1: I don't. Never have. I think you've got to. I think when the team sheet comes in to any Celtic dressing room and they see, which is more often than not, that they're coming up against a team that's only going to play with one up, why do you go with a three? There's no need for it. I just think it's too much comfort for them. Uh, you have to be a wee, wee bit more bold and braver if you're going to go in Celtic. Traditionally, over the last few seasons have gone and demolished teams, but they're not going to demolish anybody with a system which is set up to continually use the ball. I think Brendan Rodgers has got a great saying about uh, players relaxing with the ball. Celtic players relax too much with the ball. I think they have to be more mobile. They have to have more sense of purpose. And they're going to have more nights like the one he had in, had in Paisley
0: if they don't inject a bit of fire and flair into their team. Not to frog. Thursday night's game against Rosenberg too quickly but Kilmarnock was a place they had major problems with eh, in February Steve Clark's the manager who earned a 1-0 win last season against Celtic eh, Rugby Park and also got a 0-0 draw at Parkhead. This is the type of game Celtic haven't been winning recently domestically How do you, if you were picking the Celtic team how would you get a result?
1: Well I was at Easter Road on Saturday and I saw a fantastic first half performance from both Thibs and Kilmarnock but Kilmarnock Different proposition to what the, they're confronted against St some St, St. St. Myrna were there to be difficult to beat. When you get talents like Greg Stewart, Eamon Brophy, who's come to the fore. You've got Chris Boyd who come off the bench. You've got real pace, energy and attacking threat. And Command will know that Celtic defensively, even if they go with a three are vulnerable, and they will at least make an attempt to get forward and cause problems. Stevie Clark knows as well that if he sits, if this current Celtic team don't inject a bit of something different than the predictability that they sh- continue to show with their desire to move the ball from side to side. Kilmarnock will not feel that. They'll be able to believe that they can go and match up and defend against that, especially when Celtic only play with one predominant striker, Edward who's not the best at coming short and linking play. I know that Brendan Rogers differs with that opinion, but I haven't seen enough of that. He's not... Um, a back to goal talent yet he's still learning but he's got a lot of faults I think Comaner will go there we'll definitely believe they've got a, more than a chance
0: that's a good point so Rosenberg comes before that on Thursday night what do you think this Europa League group overall before actually directly with Rosenberg Leipzig Salzburg can Celtic qualify
1: I think they can I think Rosenberg's a team that they've come across <laughs> very often they know that they're a better team um, Celtic Park it should be a, a venue where Celtic not only give me confidence, but they give be me a belief that they're going to at least score a couple of goals. I think it's a group which will suit Celtic. Um, they can go to Austria and, and at least pick up a point. I think they've got they've got games over there that are, they believe that are winnable. They should be going there with the budget that they've that they've got, the money that's spent, with the success that they've had. They have to take that extra step. Champions League obviously a disappointment for them but this is probably their level and they have to start punching their weight at that level
0: So Rosenberg you wouldn't imagine will cause too many problems Benton might not play they haven't actually lost a game since Celtic beat them in July
1: No I just think there's a golfing from quality I, I saw the recent games against them and I think that Celtic they're a different team in Europe because there's bigger, bigger questions asked if you're a professional player and you're getting you're getting tasked with something different you're on that kind of, kind of stage it lifts you uh, that flatness I don't expect to see on Thursday night they'll be injected with uh, this European energy which they turn on the tap more often than not and I think it'll be too much for Rosenberg again as it always is
0: OK I'm going to talk about a few players in the friend squad now Daniel Arzani yesterday scored a goal an excellent goal at that free kick for the reserves by all accounts played very well that's a player who's been capped by Australia now, Mick Gannon's been on this pod before uh, makes a point that playing at the World Cup doesn't make you a good player but 19, a guy who's talented regarded as the best Australian talent since Harry Kuehl should he be expecting a look in, I know he's not in the Europa League squad but what, if over a two year loan, what, what can Celtic fans expect or what do you think will happen with Arzani?
1: Well, they start by saying anything that Michael Gannon says should be treated with utmost caution Difficult to say, I know he scored a brilliant goal yesterday, there's no doubt he's got bags of ability, he comes with a reputation of being, again, that special player, that, that someone who will excite the fans, who will get on the ball. When you had Patrick Roberts, you had that, You had uh, he showed in flashes that he had the key to the door. This kid looks as if he's possibly got that as well, it's disconcerting I think that he's not part of this UEFA um, squad. Brendan Rodgers will believe that it's not time for him yet, that he's got time to work with him, it's too early. Um, you've got to go with Brennan Rogers' judgment, but clearly um, he's someone who fits the bill for that kind of uh, maverick role.
0: Another one I want to talk about is uh, Lewis Morgan. So, when Morgan came in this summer, I mean, you know Rogers obviously spoke and passed how much he needs him, that's why he's at the club. But he was given an opportunity straight away. Sherman Rover scored a goal, he was a substitute appearance against Alishkert, then the injury. He's back on the road to recovery. Is he a player? who can challenge James Forrest McGregor for minutes? I
1: think he's the most exciting young Scottish player around just now, loved him at St Mirren. watched him a lot, two-footed, turn of pace, um, has an ability to drop the shoulder, go both ways, he can see a pass, he's got that invention which will give him the best opportunity by success at Celtic, which is a difficult ask. You've got Scott Sinclair that can't get a game just now, vying for that left side. Um, James Forrest, who was one of the success stories, and Paisley, one of the few players that actually took the game with the scruff of the neck. And I think Lewis Morgan has a big future. He falls into that kind of Ryan Christie character, you know, that kind of category where he needs to play. You have to take the gamble. You've got to throw them in. You've got to um, persevere. You're gonna if you're Brendan Rodgers if you have signed them and you believe so much in that kid, then give him the platform to go and demonstrate the talent that he definitely has because like like I said, he was a standout for St Mirren. He has confidence. When you go to a club like Celtic, you've got to be able to take the ball and play and I think he's the kind of kid that relishes that responsibility. That's
0: a fair point. So anyone else in terms of Edward, Griffiths, Morgan, we've got spoke about a few attacking options. Have you ever packing a Celtic team for a big game tomorrow, partsy? Who would, who would be in your top three or two up front and who would be behind the, the strikers? How would you go?
1: Griffiths would start. I think he needs to play. I think Eduard needs a striking partner. I think he needs somebody to be close to, somebody with a bit of craft around him that he can relate to. It's difficult when you're playing. On your own, up front, you've got to have a chemistry with somebody. Celtic are good enough and strong enough at the back to sacrifice one of their defenders to bring much-needed... Craft um, into their midfield, and I think Griffiths would start for me. Edward would start. Sinclair must be sitting there and wondering, you know, there must be a reason why he's out. He's out of favour. He's picking up far too much money to be on the fringes of things, so and I think he needs to step up to the plate. Celtic could definitely do with that kind of um, outlet on the left hand side.
0: Brendan Rogers, well, going back to a comment Johan Mialwe made after the charity match, in Petrov, James Milner charity match, he said Celtic should be aiming, should expect, to be competing in Europa League, getting to the final. sterling Pedro said similar stuff in the past as well. Brendan Rodgers spoke about that yesterday. He uh, pulled cold water on that idea that the game's changed, has moved on. What are, What's a realistic expectation for Celtic if everything went to plan and uh, it was a successful season?
1: Well, at some point you need to really categorise Celtic. Where are they? Are they an uh, also run Champions League team? Are they a make-weight Europa League outfit? The champions of Scotland by a country mile, so far ahead of the of the rest. They've got one of the best managers in the game. They've certainly got one of the best managers in British football. They've got a budget there now where you can afford to spend £9 million on a on a striker. That kind of recruitment has to bear fruit at some point. You need to look at it and go, "Well, what am I actually targeting here?" I believe Celtic should be one of the powerhouses in Europa League. Um, level, but they've got to back that up, they've got to go now and prove that that's their aspirations, because if it's not what is their aspirations? To be runaway leaders in Scotland, to win trophies in Scotland domestically, and then be a kind of also-run in Europe, it's not good enough, Celtic fans demand more, sh- should demand more, they've backed the team with the help they've just got to take it out an extra level, and I think why not have a bit of a swagger about your uh, ambition? Why not? Why shouldn't Brendan Rodgers come out and say that they're reaching for the heights of Seville? Why should he not?
0: Is it at the start of the journey? Is that something where perhaps if you're in a quarterfinal, you've got a chance? Is that maybe a different aspect than from the from the bottom up? Basically, is there not a a strange thing about the Europa League as well? Parts of where. Champions League it just feels massive everything about it music, lights, camera action yep. you know League. some things can be strange evenings
1: I think every team in the Europa League will know they're second class citizens the real deal happens in the Champions League but you ha- you have what you have you, you confront the challenge it's ahead of you listen Celtic are a team where we keep hearing Kieran Tierney's one of the most sought after players in Britain they've got Scott Brown one of the greatest leaders one of the most inspirational characters They've got a £9 million striker, they've got guys like Griffith, Sinkler, proper talents. That's now where they should be judged. Can they translate those talents into success? Otherwise, what is what is the point? There's no doubt, every Celtic fan, it was like a kick in the stomach, getting knocked out of Europe. Um, if you talk about Champions League being the kind of real um, top of the table and it is top of the table probably in the, in club football in the world. They're out of that now. But they need to enhance their reputation and start becoming this kind of powerhouse in Europe, which Celtic, as a brand and as a name, belongs. Can they transfer that ambition onto the onto the pitch and, and get to a final? Why not?
0: That's a fair point. One thing I wanted to talk to you about was Fortress Paradise in general. This idea that... Now I, I mentioned this again to Michael Gannon of all people. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the idea... <laughs> of Celtic Park in previous years and I know the game's changed but Martin O'Neill, Gordon Strachan and win and all tapped into the ability to get Celtic winning games at home irrespective of what happened the Brendan Rodgers has got a far better record away from home than any of the previous three I mentioned uh, how do Celtic, is there a way of getting that back that famous nights, there was an article today by 442 mentioned Celtic's 2-1 win against Barcelona as one of the 10 greatest shocks uh, in Champions League history but Celtic had a lot of games like that, victories over Manchester United, AC Milan, big games, big nights. How does Celtic get that again?
1: Here's a problem Celtic have. When they're playing in the Champions League, in which they have been season after season now, and they're playing against some of the biggest names, Celtic are the underdog, and Celtic fans love turning up uh, in East End of Glasgow. To watch some of the greatest players in the world strut their stuff, and they've got that underdog element, and that kind of creates its own atmosphere. You know, you've got this kind of defiance... Can we pull off a massive shock? The problem Celtic have this year is they're confronting teams, who, players who are not household names, who Celtic fans expect to get a result against. So Celtic then onuses on the team to generate the atmosphere. And if they don't, then Celtic fans will not be as for, as forgiving as they would against a PSG, a Barcelona, or whoever it is coming here. The performances have to be uh, on par with the opposition that they're, that they're playing, they can take Celtic fans getting picked apart by brilliance but I don't think any of the teams that will be coming to Celtic Park over the next couple of months falling into that kind of category so Celtic have to do it themselves.
0: What would be a realistic points tally for Celtic in this group do you think they should be looking at 15 16 or will they accept 10 free wins and a draw and get through What would, what would what can Celtic achieve and what is realistic
1: Celtic should be looking to win every game at home as a bare minimum I think they're capable of doing it but that's what I'm saying they have to go now and punch their weight and actually deliver those results be emphatic be confident be the team which Brendan Rodgers has now had a few years to assemble if he's making progress then he has to go and show it I think if they can get maximum points at home and pick up a win away from home maybe a draw Um, that'll, that'll be an acceptable return
0: so we'll go back to the Rosenberg game itself. We touched upon it on Can I get a prediction for that from you?
1: Celtic 2, Rosenberg nil.
0: And who is going to be the goal scorers? Lee Griffiths. Is get, start?
1: Get, get Griffiths in. He's, um, he's come out and made his claim. He believes he should be Scotland's number one striker. Now's the time. Get him a jersey, get him out on the on the pitch. Get him alongside Edward uh, uh, and let him prove it. Okay.
0: So we'll go back. Uh, rugby Park as well and the one thing I was want to mention obviously we're on the Record Celtic podcast but Celtic obviously there's a, a, a decent chance Hearts up there as well but there'll be perhaps in a, a tighter race with Rangers this season this is the games we're talking out you, you, not, you don't think that'll be the case do you?
1: I don't know why people are automatically predicting that Rangers will be the, the team fighting Celtic for a, a, Okay, a, I just don't see it, I don't get it backed up with the facts at okay. all I
0: think it could be Hearts
1: I think it looks like being Hearts I think um, you've got teams now, you've got teams who, Aberdeen are not as dominant as they were. They've got to sort out their striking problems, same as Celtic have. I think you've got Hibs that can go and take points off anybody. I think you've got a resurgent Comarnock who, again, looks stronger. Really, I mean, that's a team that can go and take points off the old firm without a problem. I think Rangers still have to prove they can go and get results against the, in the big games they've racked up a 4-0 win against a Dundee team who exhibit everything that you don't want to have they're in a rut they've got no momentum the confidence is the floor I don't think Henry um, should be deceived with that result I think Rangers want to start putting results together against pretty much attacking team who are high confidence. They've got a manager who believes in them. I think Celtic, if they play with that same kind of one-dimensional pass to the side, wait for things to happen, approach, they've got a problem. In saying that, they should be strong enough just to edge it by the odd goal.
0: Okay. One thing talking about the football, eh, a bit passive from Celtic. There was a highlight video that came up in my timeline the other day. And it showed Patrick Roberts three goals in his first season. That he assists for Stuart Armstrong. The running beyond. That Stuart Armstrong's not making hate at Southampton yet. He's not played enough football. But is that the type of player? Maybe. Southampton really missing more than anyone a player that runs beyond, makes space, has sh- more shots and goal. Or is it something else? Is it something else?
1: Pep Guardiola and I hate to go back to the Bible of Pep, but he talks about playing football with fire, with the balls on fire. If you're. P- if your structure is set out to keep the ball and pass it, you have to play it with a fire and a purpose because the end game is putting the ball in the back of the net. Cosmetically, Celtic just aren't cutting it just now, they're difficult to watch. I think uh, even Celtic fans would say watching that game in Paisley was boring, really, uh, it was turgid. Uh, you mentioned the word passive, you know, it really passive. You get energy, Stuart Armstrong was brilliant at getting, getting through the gears. He had real dynamism. Patrick Roberts could eliminate get to the byline deliver an assist I don't see any of that just now at Celtic McGregor does at least um, have energy and gets forward and supports and he has got a bit of gale but it's nowhere near what you expect from the uh, champions there's nothing there that convinces me that they're an improvement on last season in fact I think really if you're judging it just now they've gone backwards
0: That's all from us today. Thanks to Gordon for joining me. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter, at Recordsport, and Facebook as well. We'll be back next week to talk all things Celtic. So don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available and you can also rate us there too. Thanks for listening.